Welcome back, Hawklings, to another riveting episode of Electric Talk, brought to you by Electric Hawk. Today, our guest is a musical maestro. He is one of the most explosive experimental bass artists on the rise right now. He goes by the name of Meduso. And as always, my name's Tony. And hello, everybody. I'm Sean. And I'm Medusa. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Mr. Medusa. And so what do your friends call you? Uh, friends call me Fuda. My last Fuda. name. Yeah. Fuda. Yeah. Fuda. All right. So for the, for the stalkers out there, that is Christian <laughs> Fuda. Um, he lives on 82 East Lincoln Avenue and mm-hmm. uh, on the corner of Fuck You and Don't Track It. Uh, so... <laughs> Good one. We got we got a lot of new music coming out, uh, Mr. Fuda. Um, we got a Welcome Home edit remix um, of the Billie Eilish song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah So that it. just came out recently. Then we mm-hmm. just got a Blood Moon Odyssey mix, another edition um, of your Odyssey mix series, uh, which has people raving and talking about it everywhere i feel like um it's great i love it thank you thank you thank you so yeah that's what's all happened in this last you know month or so and before that you had a little bit of a hiatus so can you run us Mm -hmm. through kind of briefly of just you know how you felt like that impacted your uh musical career yeah man um so yeah, kind of all just started because I was just making music for fun, for the love of it. Um, working a full time job, like you know, doing nine to five thing, um, but just making music as like an outlet. And ended up putting out some music and ended up building up a ton um, and released that album. But then kind of quarantine happened, um, and it like kind of killed all sorts of momentum. And you know, I didn't really have any plan or anything put out the album. It just kind of like. You know, we just kind of just put it out because I was just putting it out for, for fun, really. Um, did some visuals and stuff for it, just kind of like a passion project. Then kind of quarantine happened, momentum kind of stops. I kind of had a minute to, you know, I, I take a second and, and figure out what I wanted to say with music and, and what I really wanted to do with the, with the project in general. So that kind of gave me a little bit of time to experiment play around with some sounds, see where I wanted to move and, and kind of find and sculpt my own sound and, and voice in general. Um, and yeah, like some some self-reflection on the project and then just found inspiration and dove into some some new stuff. You know, the world started opening up again um, and I just, you know, made, made some bouncy, high energy music that I was just, I think just like wrote itself basically because I was just ready to get out there and have some fun again, you know? <laughs> So this is uh, this this coming new music that's coming on the way is is that and uh, I hope it resonates with people. Awesome. And so, yeah. um, I do have a question. So we were talking about the album, and so how exactly do you pronounce? What is the correct pronunciation? Oh, Yugen. Yugen. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, yeah. That that one. I've, I've had Eugen, I've had Eugen, um, but yes, I've, I've Eugen with the G. Um, it's kind of a, comes from like a Japanese, uh, like aesthetic, basically, um, or word, or kind of like an ideal. Um, 
uh, yeah. And it's basically like that mysterious sense of like profound, yeah, like profound beauty basically um, in the universe and, and that kind of feeling, I guess like a beautiful existential crisis, if you will. <laughs> like, um, so it's kind of just that idea of just chasing um, that feeling, I suppose. And for me, that was just creating um, this kind of soundscape and, and visualscape. And um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a fun project, man. It was fun. It took, took a lot of man hours, but it was, it was cool. It's cool. And I'm excited to uh, try and write another one soon. <laughs> Do you think releasing this project back in uh, 2020 changed the way you're making music now since, you know, you went through that whole break phase and now you're making all these uh, new edits like the Billie Eilish mm -hmm. stuff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, that first album to me feels like just an exploration of, of a bunch of different, you know, there's a general style to it, but it's, it's different. There's a few different sounds, a few different experiments. Yeah, just trying to really figure out ways that I can creatively connect dots um, between sound, visuals, and like emotion, really. Yeah, um, we did lose you for a bit through, through okay. that because, yeah, the connection but oh, no I, I understood I understood it um, yeah, yeah what you're trying to say though but cool. like fantastic like I'm I was really like I kind of got my first listen through the album like just a few days ago and cool. uh Yugen and I thought it was I thought it was very good and then like your stuff today like now like I've listened to the blood moon mix and I was like wow this is fantastic I want I want more of this you. in my blood Thank please <laughs> um how how do you present yourself in your sets with, you know, you have an mm -hmm. album. How do you present your album through a set, like just a normal set of yours? Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm trying to figure out. Um, I've kind of been experimenting. Every show has been, has been different um, so far. Uh, I mean, I've only played, I think about 12 now. So, um, but each one has been different. So it's kind of just me trying to read, how I best want to work between, you know, telling a, telling a story and like taking an audience on a journey, but also balance, you know, reading a room or a crowd, you know, this is still, and they, half the time, it's, it's just a DJ set, you know, where it's like, you want, you want everyone there to have a great time. And, you know, it's balancing that with your artistic vision um, and kind of recognizing that there might be a time and place for, you know, maybe taking people on a journey that's more scripted um, and prepared, something like, you know, that, that Blood Moon mix um, versus kind of tying in stuff. Like, um, I think I, I take a few moments in the set from the album, you know, like I know, like if I'm freestyling a little bit, then I can kind of pull um, parts from that Yugen album um, that I know work together or I really know, like, for example, Summon is kind of like a slow, heavy track. So it's a fun one to kind of drop into either from high energy or into high energy because it's like a stark contrast or I have like a, a track Bring the Noise that's pretty high energy and often toss like a ludicrous acapella over the top of it. So I know like if I'm trying to build somewhere. I can always go back to those ones. And those are kind of always feel safe and like um, it's cool to see that people now, like at some shows, I've had people know, you know, like pre-drop vocals and things to songs, um, which is funny and cool to see that people like recognize them. So as you know, just to remind you, though, we have Medusa here in the office. 
Um, we are getting the rundown of his past album, Yugen. We are talking about the Blood Moon Odyssey mix. We're talking about uh, Welcome Home. Um, that just came out. And then this Friday, what, Tony? Yeah, you're right. You heard correctly. <laughs> this freaking Friday, May 20th, we have a new song off his upcoming EP called Turn Up the Bass. So See, we do? You and me? Yeah, me and you, Sean. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Medusa, turn up the bass out Friday, May 20th. So um, if you could describe this song in three words, how would you describe it? Mm, um, you energetic. can't use four because turn up the bass is four. So three. <laughs> okay. uh, energetic. Um, bouncy. Um, and it's got some, let's say, it's got some flow. Energetic, so bouncy flow. Energetic, bouncy flow. Yeah, let's, let's go. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, like, what time of the day would this song be ideally played at? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, you're hectically driving through rush hour traffic or just driving hectically okay first off disclaimer i do not condone reckless driving but like <laughs> it would <laughs> it would be if you're you're driving you know trying to get somewhere fast it feels like a like a like a fast and furious type um yeah hectic hectic's probably a better word hmm. than so to be honest and so is it drum and bass or is it it's no it's it's, 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 like it's half time so okay. yeah it's half time so it's like it's i would i mean yeah it's 174 but half time um so yeah do so bass music bass music yeah <laughs> so we're just yeah we're just running we're just run with it it's kind of um yeah it's got a little bit of some like wobble to it um some higher pitch stuff which i never really had played with before but just kind of just just some controlled noise if you will um, but yeah, lots, lots of fun. It's been, it's been a good one to play at shows. People, people seem to have been getting down to it at the last, it's been a fun one to have like in the back pocket for the last year or so. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get out there, see what people think. Do you have like edits that you play at concerts uh, or like shows yeah, and they're yeah. like, uh, this is my back pocket song. I'm just going to play this at the right moment. <laughs> and then like, bam, you slap it on the table be like, yeah, there you go. And it's like a banger and everybody's going angry about it. Like it's totally, mental. Totally. Like I love those. <laughs> those moments are like the best moments. Like you just like whip out something out of nowhere. Same. That's now, speaking of whippings. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. After you. Yeah. Speaking of whipping something out of nowhere, <laughs> you have a couple of uh summer dates uh coming up. You're going to Soundhaven, you have a little bit of a Florida run yeah yeah um yeah super excited um and then heading after Soundhaven to the mish um which will be super cool with so down thankful for him having me out really excited um yeah i'm going to columbus this friday we're, we're doing some shows it's fun um yeah i haven't haven't played many like i said so any opportunity i get to get out there and play some music for people and and get down a little bit i'll, I'll take it you know and uh yeah, so I think these two Florida shows are going to be fun. I, I was able to play a little um, kind of pop-up secret set at Oki at the RVs before they got shut down for the weekend, which was really R- cool. It was really hit, 
RIP, RIP. Yeah. That shit was <laughs> yeah. hard to find. That I almost didn't make it. I walked up to like two random campsites who were playing music thinking it was it. And it was it was not it. <laughs> oh, I walked <laughs> so up I can't to blame so anyone many. that couldn't make it out there. I walked but like nine fun. miles last night looking for Tate B <laughs> and it just like never even existed that It never night. happened. Oh, that's oh, so yeah. sad. And people just kept telling us to keep walking different places. They're fucking with <laughs> no. Oh, no. It was great. My my health app on my phone it. was like, you guys got fucked around with for nine miles. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but so, um, speaking of, yeah. uh, you know, you said you haven't played a ton of shows. So how does it feel like rolling up in like pot like i'm not 100 percent sure but like art probably artist transpo and like all that to the coliseum when you opened for Illinium last month <laughs> no, and like you're backstage it. at the coliseum <laughs> you're like hey so like i just played like a renegade set of okeechobee uh, are you guys sure so, i'm here <laughs> that's that's always a funny one um well that's also a funny story uh, i'm gonna go on a tangent here because to get to get to hampton we almost missed it which is hilarious. Um, we were at a hotel that was only supposed to be a 30 minute drive um, to the venue. Um, and it ended up being an hour and 55 minutes because of some accidents and, and traffic and things. So we made it there with like three minutes to spare for the set. So there wasn't much time to think. It was just run, plug and play. And it was, it was awesome. It was incredible. Um, Super, yeah, super crazy. Um, Nick's always been a big inspiration to me. Like before I started making bass music, I was making knockoff Nick and, you know, Elenium, Seven Lion stuff. Um, when I, and, you know, uh, when I first started back, back in like 2016, like 17 or so. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, it's a crazy, that was a crazy experience, especially because I've had some of my, you know, um, most most profound or or even just favorite experiences with my friends um, at at the Coliseum in general. Um, I went to school in North Carolina, so I was I was nearby, um, an easy easy drive. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really cool experience and, and super surreal. Anytime anytime I can you know, go from like you said a <laughs> underground little um, pop up thing to to the Coliseum. Um, but you know they're all they're all unique and cool and and it's fun to be able to be out there and kind of have a little range to be able to play with and and kind of tailor to a to a specific vibe or or aesthetic or audience in general you know um it'll always be you know my sound but i feel like i like to be flexible so being able to dive one way or another is is, is a fun kind of like challenge but um yeah it's it's been it's been super cool yeah and how do you like so from your first performance in front of a live crowd to now, and then you've obviously went to Coliseum and done smaller shows. How do you feel like when you're going up in the world uh, on the bass music level, like how do you feel as like preparedness for shows? Like, are you like, do you still yeah. have little jitters? You know? Oh dude, I have the worst jitters always. <laughs> I keep that like Pepto on me all, all day before a show, just <laughs> Tums or something. Like, Oh my God. Raven Schoon last weekend so was bad. begging anyone to give him some Tums. He's like, please dude, dear God, someone just give I me know. Tums. <laughs> I know that pain, man. It's, it will, I don't think it'll ever go away. And I think that's just with anything that, you know, you're super, excited or, or passionate about and you're just like showing your baby to the world you know <laughs> like 
you're bearing you're bearing some skin there and uh it's always exciting and always rewarding but always nerve-wracking too for sure does it feel um, like no matter like, how big or small does it feel right though like are you nervous but you're, oh yeah you're never like i'm not supposed to, it's like it's I, i'm right nervous. where i'm supposed to be yeah yeah it's it's a happy nervous and it's and it's gotten better like there's there's no like denying the first couple shows it's like even larimer lounge um like a recent loan like it just feels like sometimes you almost like like just am so focused on putting on a good show and and like you know not making a mistake that you know you, you forget to look up half the time um or just like cruising through so being being able to do get a couple more under the belt recently has been able to help me kind of like you know be more present in the moment of performing and like really you know taking taking in a little bit more and having fun with it and it's just getting better and better and that nervousness like the only thing i can compare it to is like for a like a big like playoff sports like event you know like if you're like high school college whatever playing like a sport um or some yeah. type of like big show you know theatrical performance um my roommate yeah, doesn't same, even same jitters my roommate doesn't even play sports and he probably gets a similar amount of jitters before like every dallas sports team Game. right right it doesn't like matter the mavericks about watching, to be in game know? one like... against the warriors and he's probably up there like <laughs> rocking back and forth hitting the ball right. like every like two minutes <laughs> he's got to get food yeah right make sure he's yeah you're gonna i mean like yeah it doesn't matter if you're playing or if you're watching you're gonna you're gonna get in no matter what um, oh, yeah. if you're invested you know so yeah it's, i mean that's it's how it's you fun, know man. that you're like, passionate about something though like yeah if it's exactly worth, exactly it's worth going through that over and over then there's got to be a reason totally totally and it's never and it's never like it's never gotten to the point where it's like why am i doing this to myself you know it's more like it happens for a second you feel those jitters you get up there play a couple tracks you get in the flow and then you know it's done before you know it and you're like dang it's already over you know like when you can see frogs with again, this big ass know? smile side stage <laughs> just like thumbs up yeah ear like, to ear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not bad. i got the approval <laughs> Yeah, it's always, yeah. It's always helpful. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah no, you know, it's been fun, man. Yeah, I, I felt that last week when the Rangers were winning that game seven overtime <laughs> win too. Like my heart was like pumping. I was like, "Oh, you better win, better win, Rangers, get that goal." <laughs> this one's for you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It was for me. They were, they were playing in New York, and I was like, "Yeah, they better score a game-winning goal and move on next round." Like, yep, that was for me. <laughs> Anyways, enough about me. It's about Medusa over here. Um, so I want to talk about your design background. I've heard you worked at a couple of companies. Well, just one, Adidas, I think. Um, and you've been studying at school for it. How is this applied to your yeah. project? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, work, I went to school for industrial design. Um, technique so like product design in basic terms um and that kind of led into footwear um footwear design specifically which you know i was into sneakers and had like a little shoe custom business in high school um that was kind of like the tipping point for me to go into that um that area at least i was always interested like sporting you know the tech that went into shoes and things too um but anyways sorry um uh, <laughs> So then we basically went to Converse actually after after school, 
um, and then did that for a little under a year and, and then went to Adidas and it's been cool. It's, it's, um, kind of the Medusa project in general. I, I don't really like at the moment it's very music based, but I don't really look at it as just music. It's kind of just like a, like an art project, if you will. Um, so I, I really want that kind of aspect of, you know, maybe like the merch can be more like fashion based than you know just like traditional band merch or you know and like the visual side of the project could maybe take the front end with like sound design being kind of like the secondary background rather than just like a music release sometime um so being able to have this opportunity to work around like other creatives um especially in like a, a cool um like atmosphere that is like kind of the adidas workspace um it's it's always inspiring um and just hearing so many people from with so many different interests and, and creative ideas just you know it can it keeps things fresh and keeps things moving and um yeah i'm, I'm excited to kind of see how how it lends in um i mean you know it, it keeps me drawing every day and working photoshop illustrator so it always helps me um continue to grow and sharpen those skills too which i've been you know trying to carry over into whether it's the album cover work or um like some posters that we've we've done some hand-drawn posters um for shows just trying to find fun cool ways to kind of tell a story with like our sets and, and experiences um because ultimately that's kind of kind of the goal um is to create like unique um kind of like multimedia immersive you know um like exhibit almost if you will um would love to you know that part of that would obviously be regular touring shows music but um yeah it's 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 the day-to-day -day job definitely helps um kind of tighten those skills and and move me in that in that more dual design and music um kind of world do you feel like your work in design makes you feel like a more creative flow into your artwork or your music um Yes, yes and no. Um, they're pretty, they're pretty separate, to be honest, it might be, you know, trend, trends or colors or, or, you know, new artistic graphic design styles, like, they're all kind of floating around Instagram in the world anyways. Um, on and, you know, they're, they're kind of two different side, I guess, yeah, they're kind of two different um, kind of exercises work is kind of more prompt based where i'm solving for a specific problem where currently the the medusa stuff is more like experimental um just kind of building off emotions and, and just kind of ideas um rather than any specific um thing in, in general um and i'm and now I, now that i have a better kind of understanding of um where i'd like to take the project is there's just a, a goal of being much more like intentional with with everything whether it's a song or a mix for example um but yeah it's they, they kind of they they tie they tie in, in and out you know yeah now it's understandable and you said you design you i mean you said you design shoes for adidas yes yeah ha so, have they reached <laughs> like re like released at all like, i want to see yeah like. um so nothing that's like entirely mine has released um, oh okay. I, I, like there's usually a team that works on things there will like 
I've been in this now, I've been working for Adidas a little over two years. And most of our calendars run on um, kind of like two year cycles, year and a half, two year cycles. So it's like, you'll design something you won't see it for two years um, until it like hits the market. So we'll see some one day, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, some colorways and stuff. No, like from the ground up shoes. Um, it's been cool. I've had the chance to work with the originals department, um, the running team. Um, and now I'm currently working with the Ivy Park, um, which is like the Beyonce collection stuff, which has been incredible. Cool. <laughs> been really so, cool. we're, yeah. so we're going to hear a Beyonce Meduso collab come through this. <laughs> oh, I want Jay-Z Meduso. <laughs> Jay-Z Meduso. <laughs> Oh man, that that would Empire be Empire State that would of be Medusa. Quite, that'd be that'd be that'd be quite the crossover, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get behind it. We'll see. Never say never, if, right? If you're listening, Jay, come on. <laughs> you know you want to. Um, he's like, hey, this guy's working with with B, and I didn't even know about it. Um, so <laughs> you've got to dive into the the visuals um and how you know everything blend you know you end up blending stuff together whether it's layers or ideas um mm -hmm. so did you make the art for like soliloquy and origin and paralysis yeah everything's been made so far um that's pretty cool yeah it's been uh, i think besides like it's, um like one like collabs that weren't released under my name or um yeah but everything on like Medusa Spotify is you like baked yep. and battered and everything. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty badass. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's, it's been fun and it's been cool. It's kind of like allowed me to, you know, watch my artistic kind of style grow along with the music, which is interesting. Like they all, yeah. Like I can see a progression in the album covers as well. And like, there's some that I'm like, Oh, I should go read, read fix like touch that up now that i know what i'm doing but then it takes away the essence of like what it what it was you know it's kind of it's kind of cool for me to kind of look back like a portfolio almost you know and, and see where we've come from and where we're going um and i and i i think that's because i do have a pretty like clear vision of what i want to do with things but i would love the opportunity to work more collaboratively with other visual artists other musical artists it's just always like hard for me to not in you know be in person and really feel like I can get an idea across or like I know as a creative I don't want someone really like you know stepping like I don't know overstepping or like micromanaging like a project that maybe they give you you know so like yeah. I'm I'm trying to learn a way to kind of be more collaborative um I've got a folder of, and a, a big list of all these visual artists from all sorts of areas that i'd love to work with sometime um so it's just a matter of time i think that you know allow allow the vision to kind of get get spread because oftentimes i write music that's inspired by either art or you know art's always inspired by other art you know so it's if i'm making a blood moon you know odyssey album cover it's like okay like i'm gonna be looking that was like um there's this um, wild nick cage movie called mandy and I don't know if either of you have heard of it or seen it, but um, that was kind of like the aesthetic um, that I was trying to play with for that, for example. So like, 
you know, I'm, uh, you're always pulling from somewhere a little bit, but you always have a bit of your, your style in there and, and taste too, which is, which is cool and fun. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see as the project goes, cause it does take a lot of time. It doesn't let me write as much music as I would like to, because, you know, like I'll have to be finishing up like the album cover or, Oh, this poster's due now. Or like, I gotta get that uh, canvas done for like the release on Friday, you know, like stuff like, um, stuff like that. So I think, I think like, finding a little group or a few artists that like would be cool to work with would be, would be awesome. So uh, just a quick question about the shoes. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. you were, if you were to design a shoe for any artist in EDM, what artist would it be? Any artist in EDM. Huh. Um, that's an interesting question um can i can i think about this one and then like when it when it comes to me we get back to it or do we oh, need one of right course. now <laughs> i'm trying to think because the first the first thing that went to my head was skrillex because that would just be like i feel like i could do some fun like doesn't have to be cheesy but just is he's got like it'd be kind of brutalist like cyber truckies already has you know like three, yeah the, the stripes yeah that was yeah that was what first jumped in my head but I, I, you know, we can get creative with something else too. That, that's my first answer. <laughs> I would yeah. think like Mize or Elenium for me. Yeah. Imagine yeah, I mean, with like I, a... Honestly, honestly, probably, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nick had some type of shoe coming <laughs> at some point. He's killing it with everything like Batman. I would Batman. be surprised. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I tweeted at him the other I, day. I was oh. like, if you don't wear a Batman costume to the gorge i'm gonna fucking charge back my ticket (laughs) (laughs) yo this is actually i take that this is wild i actually got this job with adidas because they i had like a little brief like a prompt of who um if you could design like a shoe for you know an artist or influencer who would it be and like so i was being trying to be unique and i did grizz and um kind of paired all his like you know all his awesome like grismas and all his like yeah just everything he does it's it's cool and everything he stands for um and yeah so i actually designed like four shoes and like a little collection inspired by grizz which is which is awesome and that's that's like kind of a a cool little uh tidbit that that's how i ended up getting like at least a foot in the door um yeah to get the job which i'm gonna need those sent over maybe like yeah maybe one maybe one day I'll, i'll i'll try and pitch pitch him him to our uh into our creative team. <laughs> I mean, dude, dude, only weed company. Sick. He could probably get I some know. shoes made. I think he's gotten shoes made before, or I'm maybe sure. not. I've just seen. Dude, they could do a custom. whole collection for him. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. So Grizz, Linium, Strokes, they're all cool. But <laughs> this Meduso guy, he's been killing him lately, and I've really been wanting to ask him: <laughs> Is Meduso just the male version of Medusa? no um no it's kind of evolved into partially that um but it is originally from the name meduso zoa um which is uh like a one like a scientific like it's like a scientific name or classification for a jellyfish um and so it's it's abbreviated short meduso so um yeah so it's basically just um like a, a jellyfish um and i'm from 
small little beach town um, south of Boston, which is funny because most people don't think um, of the beach when they think of Boston, but it was mm-hmm. just like a little like surf town um, peninsula. And it's, sorry, my headphones. Um, sorry. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Okay. Sorry about that. I think one of my AirPods was just just making some weird noises for a second. Um, okay. Sorry. So yeah, always from like a little beach town, um, and always thought it was interesting jellyfish because they're kind of perceived as like an imagery, very peaceful and graceful, and they're so beautiful. But anytime you'd be at the beach and there was some jellyfish that rolled in everyone would be horrified and running out of the water and like so scared of them um so it's always that like contrast um that was really cool to me that kind of juxtaposition um if you will and kind of that yin and yang that i kind of um i don't know live by and kind of design and create by um like the pretty the dark the you know or pretty and um ugly if you will like you know big proponent of like um, beauty and the imperfections, you know, giving things character, um, in the imperfections. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's where the name originally came from. Um, it's just, it's now kind of been perceived as also, um, evolved into for some people, the, the male version of Medusa, which I can see and also can appreciate because I was such like a Greek mythology, um, like nerd growing up. So that's kind of also where like the Odyssey series has come from. And is this before Percy Jackson or after Percy Jackson? <laughs> I, uh, I, this is pre the movies. I definitely read all those books, but I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen any movie. <laughs> I mean, there are no movies. It's sad. They never made any movies. Or I'd say more Odyssey or Iliad played more. Influence. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, those were, those were fun ones. Uh, yeah, those. I was like always obsessed with anything like Greek mythology, Renaissance, like any of the classic, like, um, like, like da Vinci, and the Leonardo, exactly. Homer Simpson's family guy, you know, yeah, classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classics. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, so yeah, it's, it's just interesting that that has kind of, you know, like it also fits. Yeah. That it yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, somehow it's it, just people it, form like, back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. All right. So, We'll go through a couple more questions. They're a little bit more fast paced. And, but, you know, if you want a tangent, dude, you can tangent all you want. We got all the time in the world. Um, so, what age did you first hear Chop Suey and how? <laughs> okay. First age I heard Chop Suey was probably. For those that don't know, our guys got a badass Chop Suey remix. But if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. So we'll let the man answer. Um, I'd probably say it was either 10 or 11. Um, and I was at a skate park, an indoor skate park, um, maybe 12. So that was, I'm trying to think of when that was. Um, yeah, I was a little skater kid. So it was definitely at this indoor skate park I used to go to called Skater's Edge. And it was over loudspeakers, and yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget it because it was just like a rush of adrenaline to your face. 
and like that stark stop and start of like aggression to like no noise you know like silence basically was was pretty cool and unique um yeah so that was that was one of those songs like i was talking about earlier with the spotify playlist it's just something that's like dang you just get that feeling like just excited by a track so um always wanted to do a remix of it just wanted to make it the most like slimy chop suey noodly <laughs> bass i could i could think of just something nasty that fit the heavy toxicity um kind of energy um and yeah i'm really really excited about how it came out that's been a fun one also to have in the back pocket for shows but now now it's out there so i gotta i gotta get started on the new stuff you know <laughs> i think it's good it's out there yeah yeah definitely it was time it was time um and so so good answer there so next question first edm song that really clicked for you um okay so i gotta lead with there was like listening to a lot of stuff that i didn't really i wasn't really even like privy to the like names of if you will like but it was like sound like background in in um like you know computer class or something um that like some kids would put me on it was like above and beyond type stuff but i remember the one that like it really really clicked to me like the energy that it brought was um well, there's two here. Uh, I'll go with one, the Skrillex one. Um, I remember it was Scary Monsters and Sprites, of course, and I was or um, running some sort of like hill sprints for like soccer in the summer. And we had some college kid who was our summer coach and he was he brought a speaker out there and he was just blasting Skrillex. And I had never heard like angry, like <laughs> bro step whatever you know i just heard like the kind of more like electronic side um and i felt like i could run forever <laughs> and that's that's then it just kind of clicked there and you know i didn't dive only into edm then like that was that was there was a time and a place for it you know um, but yeah and then yeah there's been there's been a ton of ton of different moments where um throughout i'd say the last 10 years that different artists or specific songs have kind of like re-sparked that love which is what's so cool about edm and how it's like always evolving definitely great answers um so we have one last rapid fire and then sean you want to take it away with the final question after that yep i can do that perfect all right so mr fuda where are you living now and how do you feel like it's given you different opportunities than say North Carolina, like where you're from or where you were before, or say the middle of Vermont, uh, a little bit near Burlington. <laughs> so that's uh, maybe hey. where Sean is. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so I'm currently in Santa Monica, California, but I've only been here since um, about like November or so. Um and it's it's been cool it's being here already is just you know i wouldn't say like open new doors yet but it's just it's just been cool to be more like immersed it feels like in the music like industry if you will like you just see and meet a lot more connected people and it's exciting and and inspiring to like you know see some of your favorite artists just like at like noisia show you know like (laughs) was able to go that like noisia farewell show here in la and you know it felt like every every 
producer under the sun that lived in LA was at that show. So it was just, it was cool to just be in that environment, like surrounded by so many creative people. Um, yeah. And compared to, I mean, I was in Portland, Oregon before. Um, I, I liked it up there a lot. Like it was really gray, um, which I, you know, I didn't think seasonal depression was a thing um, until you experienced two years of COVID in, in Portland without any sun for, you know, six months at a time. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a really cool vibe and it was really, it was a really cool time to kind of like, it was cool self-reflection time, <laughs> uh, which in, encouraged me and, and inspired me to like make, make some, some of this new stuff as well. Um, and then North Carolina, that's where, you know, I went to school. That's where um, a lot of, I, I play a lot of shows in Charlotte. We have a lot, I got a lot of homies and friends and now fans and um got so much love for charlotte uh always end up going back there and, and doing some fun fun shows so you know and and from boston but i wasn't able to be too involved in that scene because a lot of the clubs um were 21 plus in uh, in boston that were playing the shows. so i you know i being um the lengthy 17 year old i was <laughs> i couldn't really even think about going to a lot of those um so yeah it's excuse me um but how old are you now i am about to turn 26 next saturday so how Ooh. do you feel if there was a bunch of 25 only plus shows would you say yes now <laughs> um i wouldn't but if you're not i wouldn't not speaking from like a business way where you're an artist playing but like uh -huh. as you go right and do right right show. In time places for that opportunity um okay i think if there are equal opportunities sure um because there's definitely certain shows i go to that i'm like it feels like it sh would be a way better show if it was like a more mature audience or crowd or you know um yeah yeah uh you never i mean age is you know i've seen plenty of older than 25 year olds that have been just as wild or or lost as, true, true. as any young kids fair enough but no, I, I, I agree with, I agree with doing a little bit on it. So, um, you know, keeps, keeps the people that, you know, people that might just be having time. Um, I think there's both parts of the scene has, has very two distinct audiences. Um, and not to say they don't gel somewhere in the middle, but yeah, I think there's two sides to that point. You should have seen me yesterday at the dubstep show, 25 and older. I'm like, oh, God, my neck hurts so much. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on to the final question, though. And Meduso, uh, I just want to say thank you for joining us, by the way. But, thank you, for having me. you know, we Santa Monica, I guess you could call Santa Monica kind of an island-ish. Um, so Santa Monica, <laughs> the island. Um you're you only can bring like three things to the island you probably heard that question in a thousand podcasts but the only podcast you'll hear this question on is here so you'll only have three songs three sets or three albums to bring on this island what three are they you said three sets three songs or three um albums, albums. yep so each pick each nine oh, no, or just, just one just of them. Any. Okay. Um, okay. Let's let's go album. Let's go album. This is gonna take me a second. <laughs> Man, I well, I'm gonna have to say ineffable truth. Fair. Based. 
<laughs> my yeah, based my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Also based. Based. Also based. <laughs> and <laughs> let's say based. I'm gonna say <laughs> hybrid <laughs> hybrid theory. Let's go. Oh, yeah, that's I like. I spent like the out. whole weekend listening to hybrid theory with my dad. <laughs> Love. Oh, that. nice. That's, that also sounds like a great weekend. Oh yeah, it was great. He got oh, to yeah. pass out and take a nap in a green room. <laughs> Badass. Um, so those are all great answers. Um, I would almost have to like say there's some of my answers, but I would probably replace the G Joe. I would probably replace G Jones with awake, but that's just because I'm basic. That's fair. No, I I feel that though. That's just where um, I'm at right in this this moment. Exactly. <laughs> And so this has just been a great episode of Electric Talk, hasn't it been, Sean? It's been fantastic. I know we lost him at the end there, but, uh, you know, I'm glad he came on. I'm glad he talked to us about those beautiful albums and uh, all all of his music that's coming up, and especially the one coming out this Friday. Oh, there he is. We got Fuda back in the house. Hey, guys. There we go. I I think my phone got cut out at the hour mark. Oh shit! But I just I just rejump back on real quick. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, we were just uh, we were rehashing the episode and just starting to sign off. Um, we just wanted to extend our gratitude to you, man, for coming on the show. Um, oh, of course, you know, thank you for doing having your me. thing. Love to see people start recognizing that your thing is awesome, and um, I plan on all of us seeing your name plastered on all these undercards coming up here soon. And then eventually we're going to see you move it up and up and maybe your, the font size of your logo will be bigger. Um, either way, either way, man, we're just proud that you're pumping out new stuff. You're feeling the juices. Everything's flowing. You know, yes, we're just glad that you're here. and hopefully we will get to catch you soon we'll hear some new music on friday um and then we have an that's off a three song ep coming out relatively soon correct yep yep i'd say mid mid to late june perfect and then that is called the drop in ep so all you skaters out there (laughs) skaters we got some tunes for you but this has just been great. Total treat. Shout out Medusa for coming on the show. Thanks to Franz, as always. My name's Tony from Electric Talk. Thanks for coming, listening, hanging out. Sean, take him away. Well, I will take him away to a magical place. That is the end of this podcast. Thank you all for listening in. And thank you, Medusa, for hopping on with us.